The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Welcome to 1002 with your host, Mike Baker, an opportunity to pray for the harvest and receive a nugget of truth from God's word. Hey, welcome to 1002. This is your host, Mike Baker, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Psalms 18, verses 1 through 3 says, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Now, if you've ever spent any time in church, you've probably heard this psalm read or quoted. You've heard songs related to it. Uh, So many different songs have choruses from this particular, so many songs have choruses from this psalm. But ironically, what thing you maybe didn't know is that Psalms 18 was not written specifically just for me, even though it says my rock, my God. That was actually in 2 Samuel 22, when David wrote pretty much this exact same psalm for his his personal journey, his personal laments. But then Psalms 18, which was taken from 2 Samuel 22, was actually written in a response to what God had done for all of Israel. And so the Lord is my rock and my fortress is the name of this psalm, or it would have been known as a song back then. The Israelites would have sang it when they came into the temple, when they came to assembly. And somebody, a a chorister, someone who wrote songs, took this and adapted it from David's own psalm. And it really tells the story. It goes on for many, many more verses. In fact, there's 50 verses in this psalm telling the story of who God is. That he's a deliverer, that he's a rock, he's a shield, he's a horn, he's a stronghold, he's a refuge. And it really is telling of how God not only took his people out of Egypt, but ultimately promised them the Messiah. That he promises them the Messiah. And so, you know, sometimes we we read Psalms like this and we think about it and we're like, oh, look, it's all about me. It's all about me. Look what God's going to do. And we forget that so many of these Psalms or songs weren't written from the I, I, I standpoint. They were written about who God was and how he takes care of his people. Right. We live in this I society You know, thanks to Apple, we have the iPhone and the iPad and the iWatch and all these different I, I, I. And think about that. Everything is I, right? On social medias, people want more likes, more followers, this, this, and it's all about image and I. But God was never about I. God was always about us. God was always about his creation, his people. And God's story is redeeming not the I's, but the world, the us's. Or the everyone's, right? And that's, that's who God is. He wants to redeem his creation. He wants to redeem his world. And so this Psalm 18 was written, taking from David's personal journey and again, quoting it almost word for word, but then adding to it this reminder that God will rescue not just David, but Israel and eventually the church and the people from the hand of the enemy. So whether that enemy was Saul, whether that enemy is another nation, or ultimately that enemy is Satan, God is the rock and the fortress. 
God is the deliverer. God is the refuge. God is the shield. God is the horn. God is the salvation. God is the stranglehold because our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and the spiritual forces of darkness in this world, right? Our battle is a spiritual battle that we don't even see. We don't even understand. And so the psalmist was reminding us of that, taking what David wrote and expanding upon it. So the next time you sing a song or you read a psalm, I encourage you to take you out of the picture and remember that God is a redeeming God of all people, which is why we started this podcast, so that you could hear and be aware and pray for the people that need to be redeemed and hopefully be a part of that story, hopefully want to join in with prayer or potentially even going. And if you ever have a question There is a way through Anchor, and I I just put it up on my Twitter. You can send a message. Uh, There should be a way when you listen to us, however you listen to this. But if you go to to Anchor, who sponsors this, who this is with, you can send me a message, and you can ask questions. And if you're interested in missions and you have no idea where to go, man, reach out. And I will help direct you, and I will help at least get you having some conversations with people. So the people group that we want to pray for today is the Arab speaking Algerians in Algeria. So Algeria is a a country in Northern Africa. It touches the Algerian Sea. It would be just south of Spain and France and Italy next to the east of Morocco. And along that coast, along the ocean, is a bunch of Arab-speaking people. So they're Arab-speaking Algerians in in Algeria. So basically, they were brought there uh, back when the Romans conquered the area uh, through different various aspects, they, they kind of ended up there. It wasn't necessarily their homeland, but it has become their homeland. They've borrowed words from some different cultures, which is pretty common on the continent of Africa. Um, even when I lived there and, and spoke a Portuguese-based Creole, there were words from the French, from, from the native tribes, and even, uh, even English words that were all mished and mashed in there. So... Obviously, this is a huge people group. I haven't told you that yet, but I'm telling you now. 29 million, almost 30, almost 30 million people of this Arab speaking that live in Algeria. And 1% of those, 1% are Christians. That's not a very big number. 29 million, 1% are Christians. The rest are Islamic. And so obviously they believe that they must Please Allah by obeying the right laws, which we know will never work, right? We're human. We can never obey enough. We can never do enough. We can never be good enough, which is why the Lord is our rock and our fortress. Now, the nice thing about this people group is that most of them live in the cities. They're urbanized. They they have technology. In fact, you can present the gospel to them via social media, the Jesus film, the Bible, audio recordings, which are available in all of their language. Some of them even speak Spanish and French or even just regular Arabic. So these people, this people group is a whole lot easier to reach. They have the New Testament. They have the Jesus film. They have audio recordings. They have the Bible in multiple languages. So really, we just need people to take it. We need people to trust that God is their fortress and their stronghold and their shield and to be willing to go amongst these people, which a lot of people don't necessarily want to live in Algeria because 
of all the different things that we heard in maybe the media or what we've assumed or what we don't even know, but we think we know. And so the gospel needs to go amongst these people. And we need to pray that the the 1% that are Christians would have a boldness to teach it and to preach it. This isn't a people group that's hard to find. This isn't a people group that's nomadic. This isn't a people group where it's hard to speak their language. Like they're pretty much there and they don't move and they live in the cities and their language is, again, very easily understood. But on top of that, they speak French and Spanish and many, many other languages. So this is really a situation where we need workers to head into the harvest. And so Lord, we pray as we pray, as we pray for workers to be sent into the harvest. Lord, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. And I pray that workers will go as we tend take time every day to look at these people groups. And as we know, over 40% of the world is not saved, has never even heard the gospel. Actually, 60%. Or that workers will go into the harvest, that we will go and make disciples of all nations. Lord, send workers to Algeria. Send workers that will learn Arabic and speak it and go and serve amongst these people. Send a boldness to the believers already in Algeria to speak and to preach and to stand firm, knowing that the Lord is their rock and their fortress. And for us too, as we are sent, knowing that you are our fortress. Lord, we pray for workers. And we pray for these Arab-speaking Algerians that they will come to know you. In your name we pray. Amen.